Welcome to the Sermon Audio Podcast of Hill Country Bible Church, Georgetown. The podcast bringing you biblical messages that encourage you to put Christ at the center of everyday life. We're here to help you engage in the local church and to invite you into a life that matters through Jesus. If you have any questions about your next step, visit us online at hillcountry.life. And now for today's message. Well, good morning. Anybody else wonder what this guy's doing with the paper map, right? (laughs) Not just me. All right, so no looking at your bulletin, your outline. Okay, let's see if we can remember our verse from the last few weeks. If you weren't here, you get a pass. Otherwise, I want you to follow along. You ready? Goes like this. What? The prudent see danger and take refuge. Okay, that's pretty good. Let's say that again. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Good. All right. All together, you ready? The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. All right, so this whole series, it's built around this principle that's sometimes called the principle of the path. It says this, direction, not intention, determines destination. It's something we know when we drive, when we walk, when we hike through the woods, that whatever direction you go in will determine your destination. But as we said at the very beginning of this series, oftentimes there's a disconnect with this very same principle when it comes to all the rest of our lives, right? Our financial lives, our relational lives, our dating life, our marriage, whatever it might be. We think that if we just intend to be somewhere that we will magically end up there. And so there's this huge disconnect between our intentions and the paths we choose in life. But the principle of the path is this, direction, not intention, determines your destination. Now, in the second week, we learned that verse together. And we talked about the fact that we all need to learn how to respond appropriately to warning signs that pop up on our path. That the prudent see danger and do something about it, but the simple keep going and think it's all going to work out. And then last week, we said that even if I was the wisest, most intuitive person in the world, that wouldn't be enough. It's not enough to just have information. When it comes to choosing the right paths in life, we need God. And we saw the example of the wisest person who ever lived, Solomon, who talked more about this principle than anybody else. But he strayed from God in one area of his life. And consequently, all of his wisdom, all of his good judgment was to no avail. Because every day, in every decision we make, we need God. And we don't have time to waste going down the wrong paths in life. I mean, you don't want to spend a season of your life, 5, 10, 15 years, going down a path that's going to lead you somewhere you don't want to be. So the principle is this, you either work with it or you break yourself against it. Direction, not intention, determines destination. Now today, as we continue our series, I wanna add one more part to our formula. And nobody here is gonna go, wow, Brian, man, you're, that's just like the most amazing thing. You're like the first person to ever think of this. It's very intuitive when you hear it, but it's something we don't ponder very often. Whatever realm of life we're talking about, finances, dating, marriage, parenting, whatever it might be, the people or things that grab or capture your attention influence the direction of your life. Now, looking back, we all know this to be true. And I love this terminology we use in the English language, that grabbed my attention, or he captured my attention. Because when something grabs or captures your attention, there's a sense in which you turn in that direction. 
Right, when I was in high school, I played bass in the orchestra. And right in front of me in the cello section was this really fine-looking blonde-haired girl. And I mean, she immediately captured my attention. I mean, she was cute, friendly, lively, fun to be around. And the fact that she captured my attention changed the course of my life. My life's never been the same. In fact, there are people who are in this world right now who would not be in this world had she not captured my attention. <laughs> yeah, there are children. <laughs> Do you see how that works? I mean, literally, I, I'm living my life, right? I'm just going along, kind of, yeah, life is good. All of a sudden, it's like, Irk, whoa, you know, that way. And we've all had those kinds of defining moments relationally or some other way where you're just kind of going along and all of a sudden something grabs your attention and it changes the course of your life. Now, fortunately, that was a good example. Hey, Wendy was a Christian. She led me to Christ. And, and outside of my relationship with God, biggest blessing of my life. But the truth is we've all had things in our past, people or events that grabbed our attention. And looking back, we wish we would have just kept going, Right? that we would have glanced over and went, ooh, never mind, right? Yeah, there are relationships you wish you had never gotten into, phone calls you wish you had never made, voicemails you wish you had never returned, business ventures you wish you had just ignored. But we chose those paths because there was something very powerful, very emotionally engaging on those paths. That's why we use that terminology, it grabbed my attention. I mean, I gave it no attention, but then suddenly it grabbed my attention. And quite often, people, those are the things <laughs> that lead to the greatest regrets in our life. Why? Because this is a principle. I want you to write it down. Attention influences direction. Attention influences direction. There are things that have grabbed, captured your attention in the past, and you wish you had just kept going, but you did what we've all done. You went, um, uh-oh, I probably shouldn't go here. But, but let me just make sure that I shouldn't, shouldn't go over here, right? Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't go there. Focus, focus. Now, maybe I ought to do a few laps around this just to see how bad I shouldn't go there. I mean, it grabbed your attention. Next thing you knew, you altered your route. Now, there's another side to this, and I love this terminology as well. Not only are there things that grab or capture your attention, there are things that you choose to give or pay attention to. And let me tell you, there's a difference between things that grab or capture your attention and things that you choose to give or pay attention to. Grabbing our attention is about emotion. Paying attention is about intentionality. It's a decision we make. And again, looking back, we, we've all seen that, right? We all know that to be true. There are things that you wish you had paid more attention to. You know, maybe now you wish you had paid more attention to your health, the way you manage your money, Maybe it's your marriage, what was going on in the lives of your kids when they were growing up. Maybe you wish you had paid more attention to your spiritual life. I mean, imagine how different your life might be today if you had paid more attention to certain things in your past. Think about how different your life might be if your father had paid more attention to certain things. Or if your parents together had paid more attention to their marriage or what was going on in your life during adolescence. What if your parents had paid more attention to what was happening in their world spiritually? I mean, think about how different your life might be. The direction of their life would be different and the direction of your life would be different. Why? Because what grabs our attention influences our direction and direction ultimately determines destination. And here's why this is so powerful. There are things right now in your life that have your attention. And the first time you glanced over there, listened to that proposal, talked to those people, you thought, nah, 
but they keep calling or she keeps walking by and slowly it's grabbing your attention. And people have warned you, but slowly it's capturing your attention. Now on the flip side, for some of you, your life's never been better because you're finally paying attention to things that will benefit your life. And here's just a quick observation from talking to lots and lots of people. The things that tend to grab or capture our attention are generally a bit more dangerous, okay? But the things that I choose to give or pay attention to are better for me. They usually set me up for success. But either way, regardless of whether something has grabbed your attention or you're paying attention to it, that is right now in this moment, hear me on this, it is impacting the direction of your life, of your future, whether it's financially, relationally, spiritually, professionally, whatever it might be. Okay, so, so you're thinking now, all right, sure. It's hard to argue with that. Hadn't necessarily thought about it in those terms, but okay. Attention, direction, destination. Attention, direction, destination. Well, here's what is so interesting. This is really cool. You know, if there is a God, which, you know, I think there is, and with this being a church and all, I hope you're not shocked by that, okay? Wow, Brian thinks there's a God. But if there's a God and he knows you exist and he's interested in your life personally, which I know that's a big step of faith for some people, but I'm there. And if this God through scripture has even invited us to call him our heavenly father, which means he loves you, means he wants to interact with you personally, then chances are somewhere at some point in time through someone, God has already communicated this principle. Well, guess what? He has. He has communicated this loud and clear in his book called the Bible. And that's why I say all the time, you got to read your Bible. You need to read the Bible. It contains supernatural insight from God. You know, and every once in a while, just as a little aside, I'll hear someone say, well, you know what? The Bible's not all right. Some of it's just a myth, right? It was written by men, you know. Duh, everything's written by somebody, okay? If your litmus test for reading is, I don't read anything written by men, you're just not going to read, okay? It's not a good excuse. It's usually your English lit teacher from when you were a freshman in college still talking to you. and You didn't listen to anything else she said, so I don't know why you're hanging on to that. But don't buy that whole the Bible is a myth stuff. Yes, the Bible was written by men who were supernaturally inspired by God. God spoke supernaturally through the authors of the Bible. And here's what's so amazing. This principle that we're talking about today, it's in just about every single book of the Bible. Made it difficult for me to figure out what, what passages am I going to choose here? But I'm going to give you four passages today where, where God very clearly warns us that what you pay attention to impacts the direction of your life. All right, the first example, it comes from the life of King David. And talking to God in Psalm 119, David says, direct me in the, what's the word there? Path. Hmm. Direct me in the path of your commands. In other words, I want you to be a personal God who is directing my path, directing my ways, for there I find delight. Verse 37, turn my eyes, turn my attention away from worthless things. Why? Because if I focus on worthless things, my life will tend to go in the direction of worthless things. Attention influences direction. Preserve my life according to your word. In other words, protect me, Lord. Help me to see danger coming so I can take refuge. So David echoes our principle that attention influences direction. And then David's son, Solomon, he weighs in on this as well. 
And he warns us, he says, be careful not to be distracted by the things you see in life. And I want to read this verse to you. But first, before I do, let me tell you a little bit about this verse. You know, I have friends who travel two, three, four days a week. And I'm grateful that I don't have to travel a whole lot in my job. But my friends who are on the road a lot, they say to me, Brian, you know, it's really difficult when I'm away from home, when I'm on the road, especially when I'm in the airports, not to be looking at things I shouldn't be looking at. If I just go straight ahead down the terminal, I'm okay. But it's like, you know, who's over there and and what's over there and, and what's that? And so this is a great memory verse for all you guys who travel. And it's also a great memory verse for all you women who shop, okay? It's basically the same thing, I'm telling you. I'm serious, okay, the stuff that you don't need to be looking at is generally not straight in front of you, right? It's over here, it's over there, which is exactly why they design malls the way they do, right? So you have to go this way, you have to walk that way. And all the aisles are never facing, you know, the bench seats, they never face down the aisles, they look into stores, right? So here's a great memory verse for you. If you're tempted to look to the left or tempted to look to the right, by the time you finish quoting this, you'll be past whatever it is, okay? So try this. It's Proverbs 4, 25 and 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Now, why would Solomon say, let your eyes look straight ahead? Again, because whatever gets your attention determines your direction. And generally speaking, the things that get you in trouble are not straight ahead. They're they're over here to the left. They're over here to the right. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze. There it is again. This is about intentionality, right? Don't let something capture your eyes, capture your gaze. Fix your gaze directly before you. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. From time to time in life, we're gonna be tempted to let our gaze go places it doesn't need to go. And as our gaze goes, so we go. And so Solomon says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. So that's David, Solomon. Then hundreds of years later, Jesus shows up and he weighs in on this exact same principle. In Matthew 6, 22, Jesus said, the eye is the lamp of the body. Now in those days, I think you know this, they didn't have electricity. So if they were walking down the street at night, they would carry an oil lamp If you've ever been camping and had a Coleman lantern, tried to get somewhere, you know exactly what this is like. And so they would walk with a light and they would either hold it right in front of them or maybe on a pole because the further out the light was, the further they could see. And wherever they went, they would move that light. So essentially they followed this light and wherever the light went, their entire body went. Jesus is saying, as a body follows a light, so your life follows your eyes, your gaze. And listen to the second part of this verse. If your eyes are good, little Greek word means wholesome, pure. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Jesus is saying, if your eyes are focused on good things, it'll impact the entire direction of your life positively and vice versa. He says, the things you choose to pay attention to direct your life. There it is, attention impacts direction, direction impacts destination. Isn't that amazing? And then years later, the author of the book of Hebrews says almost the exact same thing in just a little different way. He's writing to Christians who are veering off the straight path, so he sends them a warning. He says this, we must pay more careful, what's the word? Attention. We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not, what's that term? Drift away. 
Now think about this word picture. He's saying, look, if you don't make a decision to pay attention to the right things, eventually you'll get distracted. Eventually you will drift away. And as your eyes go, so your attention goes, so you go. You know, when I was in driver's ed back when I was 15, and maybe you were told something similar, that one thing I remember, maybe the only thing I remember, is that the driver's ed instructor kept saying to me, Brian, don't look at the cars that are passing you. And don't look at the cars you're passing. I said, why? And he said, well, if you look that way, your tendency is to steer that way. If you're a skier, okay, you know this, right? When you're doing moguls, you're in trees, you never tried to look at the individual moguls or trees. You look past all that because whatever you stare at, you steer toward. Some of you could probably tell stories about this, right? <laughs> it's a principle. Whatever you get fixated on, you tend to go in that direction. The last time I was on snow skis, I literally plowed into the side of the ski lodge. Okay? True story. We're not talking about it right now, though. Okay? Painful story in all ways, physically especially. But the writer of Hebrews is saying, look, your attention impacts your direction. Direction impacts destination. Now, <laughs> this principle, it's really easy to see in others, right? And some of you, I know you're sitting here right now going, man, I wish John was here, man. Wish Jill was here, right? I mean, oh, my dad was here. That'd be, I know people who need this. I mean, it's easy to see this in others. We, we've all seen friends or, or loved ones get distracted, and we're like, uh-oh. But they go, oh, no, no, I can handle this. I got this. I'm just going to go over there for a minute. If you're a parent, okay, oh, my goodness, do we ever live in this world or what? That's because parents are so tuned in to what the kids are paying attention to. Right? They just blow it off, but parents see it, and here's what's happening. Okay? They're just responding to where they are in the moment, but you're responding to where you're afraid they will go in the future. Parents do this all the time. They can't help it. All right? We are wired with an overreactor, okay? just the way we are as parents. And the kids are like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I just said I'm going to call them on the phone, Mom. It's not like we're getting married or something. Well, one thing leads to another. And, and then they get married, right? But, but in that moment, right, in that moment, they're thinking, what is your problem? Okay, we can't help but overreact. Why? Because parents don't see the kid for where they're at. They see where they're headed. Well, guess what? Your heavenly father is a heavenly father. He reacts too, not just to where you are. He responds to where you're headed, like a good, loving, responsible father. And he knows that what grabs your attention has the ability to steer you, to direct your life. So here are two questions as we wrap this up. Question number one, who or what has captured your attention or affection? Who or what has captured your attention or affection? Because attention and affection are pretty much synonymous. What has grabbed your attention? You know, it could be a hobby. It could be something good, right? But it's just gotten a little too important in your life. Heard a story about a couple who bought a lake house. And, and over time, it moved them further and further away from church. You know, they said up front, you know, we're just going to go out there on Saturdays. But then eventually they started staying over on Sundays. And they said the next thing we knew, you know, we were out there every weekend. We just kind of drifted. And please hear me on this. There's nothing wrong with a lake house. I'm glad I've had friends who have them, right? That's not the issue. The problem is we can get distracted even by good things. And then the direction of your life, your priorities shift. What is it for you? 
could be a hobby, it could be a person, right? What has your kind of grabbed or what has captured your attention, good or bad? You need to know what it is because it's influencing the direction of your life. And if you think, ah, no, not me, you're a fool because this is a principle. I mean, you don't break it. You just break yourself against it. Now, the second question is even more helpful, okay? Who or what do you need to begin giving more attention to? Okay, I know that ends with a preposition. We're just gonna run with that, all right? Who or what do you need to begin giving more attention to? Now, some of you, you need to be giving more attention to your spiritual life, your walk with God. Okay, maybe you're not spending a little time each day in the Bible, in prayer. Maybe you're not in a small group of believers who, who will challenge you spiritually. What do you need to be giving more attention to? Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your marriage. If you're a parent, maybe it's the faith development of your kids. You know, back when I was a youth pastor, many, many years ago, okay, I would have parents that would come to me who were either disconnected, maybe loosely connected to a church, whose kids just became teenagers. And they would say things to me like, you know what, now that my son's a teenager, I really want to get him involved in one of your programs over there at the church. And I would always hope that the team would show up. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, if you waited until your son's like 13, 14 years old to begin to engage them in an environment where they can grow spiritually, it may be too late. I mean, it seems like the only time the development of a kid's faith is urgent is when parents realize, oh, the kid has none. And then all of a sudden it's like, eh, eh, emergency. Where can we find a good program? Got to plug them into a good church. But by that time, you've ignored something that you should have paid attention to, and now it's grabbed your attention. What do you need to be giving more attention to? Attention influences direction. Direction determines destination. And for thousands of years, your heavenly father has made these truths so clear in his word because he loves you. And yes, he is personally interested in your direction and your destination. And he would love for all of us to avoid another chapter, another season of life where we look back and go, oh, how in the world did I end up here? A true story about a woman who just kind of grasped this whole principle of the path after an awful 20-year abusive relationship with a man. 20 years. And she said, you know, looking back, you know, they weren't married. He said, all my friends warned me. All my family members warned me. But I said, nah, I got this. I can handle this. I know what I'm doing. And now 20 years later, 20 years of her life, she feels like she wasted. She threw away. And she said, I don't know why it took me so long to see it, but I finally decided I'm going to change the course of my life. See, her attention got diverted. And now 20 years later, there's a big chunk of her life she's wishing she could go back and relive, but she can't. See, you don't want that. I don't want that. But what it comes down to is some decisions that we've got to make. Because you know what? You hear a message like this today, and things I know are coming to mind. Right? Relationships come to mind. Discipline comes to mind. Schedules come to mind. All these things come to mind, and you're saying, i got to give more attention to this. But when I say amen at the end of my prayer, everything in your world will be exactly like you left it. You'll get no help with this. You have to decide. You have to make this choice. You have to be the one to change. And my heart's desire for every one of you, every teenager, every single person, every fiance, every newlywed, every married couple, is that we would lay these principles before God and just say, God, what do you want me to do? All right, I see warnings. I see these red flags. Things are starting to grab my attention I never thought would get my attention. 
And I see how it's beginning to influence the direction of my life. In fact, it's creating some tension in some of my most valued relationships. And then, God, there are things over here that I know I've neglected for years and years and years that I need to begin giving more attention to. I don't know how this lands for you, but I know this. It's a principle, which means five years from now, next year at this time, if we got together, your life will be influenced by these truths. Whether you think about them again or not, whether you embrace them or not, whether you make any changes or not, because attention impacts direction, impacts destination. So the bottom line is this. Let's start paying attention to the things that have our attention because they're impacting our future and the future of the people that God has placed under our care. Let your eyes look directly ahead, okay? Let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Attention, direction, destination. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you know our hearts. And you know right now where we feel tension over this. You know those of us who've had friends who've warned us and warned us and warned us and we put them off, we made excuses, and, and here we are again with another warning. Lord, you know those of us for whom this breaks our heart because we have loved ones who are paying the price because they either didn't know or just didn't listen as it relates to this principle. Father, you know there are women here whose husbands are not here because they broke themselves against this principle. And for those of us with children, grandchildren, we so desperately want them to know and understand this. So God, we just acknowledge you. We're all over the map in terms of where we are and how we can respond, but would you please, please, please give us the wisdom to know what to do and the courage to do it. And Lord, even though the world outside these walls will be exactly the same when we walk outside, I pray that we would be different, that we would respond different, that we would prioritize in a different way, that we wouldn't ignore this, that we would embrace this. So thank you, Lord, for warning us over and over again in your word, for documenting this for us. And help us to begin paying attention to what has our attention because it's influencing the direction of our lives and ultimately our destination. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things.